Mike Seibert Radio is an independently produced podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any other broadcasting entities that either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Do you guys know what time it is? It is time for us to do like we do at this time every week. It is the Weekend Roundup. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Yeah! For you to go. That's cowbell sounds, and then a yee-haw. And a nay. That's a horse that they're riding. Lassos. Lassos. I mean, bling, 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 uh, cowbells. Uh, they giddy up, and there's a sunset, and then drop. What Weekend is roundup. Wow. <laughs> what does a cowbell say? You're going to want that cowbell. Welcome to this week's special bonus episode of Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and there were a few things coming up specifically this weekend that I didn't have room for during this week's Halloween Spooptacular show that I want to make sure and mention. Uh, Plus, I've got a few announcements about the next few episodes of the podcast that I'm really excited about, and a couple odds and ends uh, from last week. So, let's... um, Let's just get going with that. Tonight, Friday, November 3rd, good friends of the show Flicker and Fade and Waking Things are playing a show here in Seattle at the Funhouse, along with Something Witchy and Limber Lost, as well as headliners Blacklight District. Doors are at 7.30 and the show's at 8. Tickets are 15 bucks at the door. Uh, that's going to be a really fun show. I uh, um, I talked about uh, those two bands a lot, uh, Flicker and Fade and Waking Things, on last week's show. Um, and uh, speaking of, check out episode 115 from last week for my interviews with the guys from Flicker and Fade and Waking Things from the green room of The Rendezvous. Um, so that's happening on Friday. On uh, Saturday and Sunday in Tacoma, it's the return of the Jet City Comic Show. Uh, I'll be there Saturday afternoon, and specifically, I'm looking forward to dropping by the Costume Characters for Causes photo area. Uh, They're going to be at booth 902, right next to the 501st Garrison Titan booth. Some of the best cosplayers and costumers in the Pacific Northwest will be there, and, uh, and you can get your picture taken with them and all of the donations and proceeds go to local charities. Uh, so I I always like supporting those folks and everything that they do. Um, uh, also, uh, huge supporters of the show, the Out of the Fridge podcast, who incidentally just celebrated four years of podcasting. Uh, yeah, live studio audience, give it up. 
<laughs> um, so uh, uh, they will be there as well in Artist Alley. That's going to be at table AA72. I'm going to make sure and drop by and give them a shout as well. Um, but I think what I might be looking forward to the most of is a pair of celebrity cars that they're going to have on display. Uh, there's Mary the Impala, um, a completely screen-accurate replica of Baby from Supernatural, uh, the Impala there. Uh, plus a screen replica of Kit from Knight Rider. Um, so I'm stoked for that. Uh, apparently this particular car isn't just a replica, but it also appeared in the movie uh, kicking it old school with the man himself, David Hasselhoff. Uh, so so I got to check those out. If I see a replica Kit car that, that uh, the Hoff actually uh, sat in and hung around with, that, I mean, I mean, you could probably get the musk right off of it. Anyhow, uh, tickets are 15 bucks for a Saturday pass, uh, 10 for Sunday, or $20 for a two-day pass. And the thing like uh, I like the most about uh, Jet City Comic Show is that it's a smaller, family-friendly show, and that's intentional. Um, it's a, It's been their mission statement from the start um, as, a, as kind of a response to Megacons like Emerald City Comic Show, I'm sorry, uh, like Emerald City Comic Con, uh, they wanted to keep it intentionally small, and it's you know, it's it's I, I guess. <sighs> It's it's a big small show, you know. It continues to grow, um, but it it doesn't. You could still do it all comfortably, and it doesn't have like the intensity and stress of like say a MegaCon does. Anyway, uh, JetCityComicShow.com, and keeping it with comics, uh, Henry Cavill opens up about the struggles about the DCEU. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, in an interview with Rake Magazine, Henry Cavill spoke about the shortcomings of the DC Comics Extended Universe and explained how Wonder Woman is the uh, first step in the right direction. Uh, we've talked about that on the show here before, whether whether that's the case or not. But anyway, here's an excerpt from that article. Um, Henry, uh, in that... Um it says, he is more candid about how he has dealt with the wider response to his role as Superman, which in a customarily mature form includes the many criticisms that have been leveled at DC's approach to their movies, especially with the wildly popular Marvel Universe running their parallel venture on their own. Uh, quote, even if Marvel didn't exist, we'd struggle, Cavill says. Uh, there was a style they were going for, and attempt to be different and uh, look at things from a slightly different perspective, which hasn't necessarily worked. Yes, it has made money, but it has not been a critical success. It hasn't given everyone that sensation which superheroes should give the viewer. However, there is hope for Superman and his ilk, and it has come uh, from the enormous success, both financially and critically, of Gal Gadot's role in Wonder Woman, uh, which seems to be evidence of a new direction from DC in its attempt to compete in what is perhaps the most lucrative and wide-reaching market in cinema. Uh, quote, I think it is a wonderful time for the female hero, Cavill says. It is the perfect setting in social politics now. Uh, we need it. Uh, we need that perspective. And Wonder Woman has struck at the ideal time and has become a phenomenal success, which is fantastic. 
he adds of Gadot's performance, um, any success within the superhero universe, especially within the DC universe, is wonderful. Um, because I want to keep telling the Superman story. Selfishly, that works for me. Um, as as for its impact within the DC universe, he says that, quote, I feel like now um, the right mistakes have been made and they haven't been pandered to. And we can start telling the stories in the way they need to be told. It is even better to come back from a mistake or stylistic error into the correct vein because it will make it seem that much stronger. Wonder Woman was the first step in the right direction end quote um so dude i uh, i totally appreciate that henry cavill is so candid um he's a smart dude and he could be he could be quite charming as an actor i mean i um i, I just recently rewatched uh, guy Ritchie's uh, man from uncle remake and he's great in that um totally underrated movie bt dubs um anyhow i i genuinely feel bad for him that he uh he has to play glum Zack snyder superman i mean i mean henry Henry, Henry Cavill could be an awesome Superman, given the right material. I just wish the dude would smile more. Mike. Hey, good morning. Smile. Yeah, definitely. But on the other hand, I just saw that Zachary Levi has officially been cast as Captain Marvel in DC's Shazam movie. And I am totally on board for that. Um, I really liked him on Chuck back in the day. And I'd like to say I liked him in Thor, but um, I honestly don't remember which one he was in. Um, I know he was in one of them, but not the other one. So um, anyhow, uh, I, I think this uh, I think this is great casting because Captain Marvel is actually a uh, um, fundamentally goofy character. And I think that Zachary Levi could totally pull it off uh, being completely earnest uh, without being silly. In other words, I could totally see it after young Billy Batson says the magic word Shazam, uh, Bolt of Lightning turns into Captain Marvel and he flashes that million watt Zachary Levi smile and says holy moly you know uh, without irony I think that would be a total fuck yeah moment right up there with uh, the no man's land scene from uh, Wonder Woman and I, uh, I, I I don't know if The Rock is still going to play Black Adam or not um, but this is something I could totally get behind um, just, uh, just please don't do the new 52 version of Shazam where he's all moody and and emo and has a um, his cape is a friggin hoodie um, and uh, and and I, I and I know I teased this during the Halloween show uh, mostly because I wore my wild dog shirt to work on Halloween um, not that there was anybody around really to ask me about it um, um, and it's not like my news anchor would recognize that uh, laughing red dog um, but anyhow but uh, uh, but last year they introduced one of my favorite obscure bottom of the barrel DC Comics characters the vigilante wild dog uh, into CW's Arrow TV show and even though everything else about the character wasn't from the comics they got the costume mostly right including the crazier elements like you know the camouflage pants the red dog jersey the hockey mask and most importantly 
the shot gloves. Um, but uh, uh, but now apparently he has a new armored costume in the season of Arrow. I think it looks like garbage. And the uh, co-creator of the character is not happy about it. Uh, artist Terry Beatty posted this on his Facebook, quote, This, ladies and gentlemen, is what the powers that be at the Arrow TV show have decided is Wild Dog's new, quote-unquote, improved look. Yep, this is Wild Dog. Um, since, uh, since the costume and name were all that survived from the comic book to begin with, this is now literally Wild Dog in name only. Uh, this change erases any trace of the original Collins Beatty concept for the character. I would not be surprised if his name gets changed before too long as well. Um, whatever was unique about his quote-unquote street-level costume has been replaced with the current standard-issue dark-armored uniform, a generic uh, quote-unquote third imperial guard from the left slash blood, death, stroke, strike image big gun <laughs> look sigh <laughs> um, oh well I got a year's worth of seeing how uh, cool my costume design looked on screen a validation of my work in a lot of ways I suppose it was too much to expect it would last uh, I will tip my hat to Rick Gonzalez who I feel has done a fine job in the role and has a strong screen presence I wish him luck in going forward with this and whatever else he does down the line and quote and that's part of the reason why I'm on Twitter man that's lengthy but he's um He's not wrong about any of that. Um, I uh, I got that quote from a Bleeding Cool article uh, sent out by Wild Pod, a Wild Dog podcast, uh, friends of the show. And I won't say the audible colon uh, because I know FKA Jason uh, hates that. But he posted that and he agrees with Terry in that, quote unquote, Wild Dog 2.0 is only Wild Dog in name now. To which Chris Martin from the Burr Martin Experience podcast, who him himself is a wild dog cosplayer and um, occasionally does stuff with costume characters for causes says um, uh, but if there's no dog is he really a wild dog <laughs> uh, well he's wild <laughs> Um, that from their uh, Twitter conversation. Also, I'm excited to announce that sometime in the near future when our schedules can line up, I'm going to be a guest on Wild Pod, a Wild Dog podcast, most likely tackling the same topic and maybe some other Wild Dog related news. So keep an eye out for that. Hey, who likes Wild Dog? Who likes the dog sound? <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm taking this podcast seriously. There's no way that song will appear anywhere in the show or even the ads. I'm doing this right. I'm FKA Jason from the Silver and Gold Podcast at SNGPod.com. I'm here to tell you about a special podcast I've been working on. Wild Pod, a wild dog podcast, is a series covering the DC Comics character that is sort of their answer to the Punisher, Wild Dog. 
I'll be covering all appearances of the character in all forms of media. What began as a little mini-series about one of my favorite non-mort DC characters has become a regular ongoing podcast that I love and have no plans to end anytime soon. You can listen at SNGPod.com or on iTunes, Shout Engine, or Stitcher. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. And that'll do it for this week's Weekend Happenings episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I know it's a short one, but like I said, I wanted to get out those uh, those couple things. Um, if you want to get a hold of me on the internet, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And the mailbag is MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. And I'm really stoked for the next few episodes. On Tuesday, it'll be my Jet City Comic Show recap, uh, hopefully with a couple of interviews plus music from local bands prize fighters and what 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 and i might want to bitch about gotham if uh, if i have time um also it will be the uh, uh results of our halloween poll you know which uh which uh movie franchise has the better songs friday the 13th or uh a nightmare on elm street um as of this recording the uh, poll is still open um and last time i checked it's not looking good for uh for jason and the crystal lake gang um but uh, uh but later this week uh the dark one himself killing spree joins me and we're talking blade runner 2049 from the kgrg studios so that'll be a homecoming of sorts for both of us and don't forget i will be a guest on the rob and slim show podcast live on wednesday november 8th at 6 30 p.m 9 30 on the east coast hear me swear on the internet um i'll be sure to tweet out the links the day of but in the meantime you can follow them at robin slim show on twitter maybe facebook too i don't know because i'm not on facebook um <laughs> Um, and if you'd like to check out all of my past shows and podcasts, including all of my old KGRG stuff, you can listen and subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. I would appreciate the feedback, and I will read your reviews on the air. Um, oh, yeah, and don't forget to change your clocks back on Sunday because your government-mandated daylight savings time begins. So dumb. This has been Mike Cyber Radio. My name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices. <laughs>